0: Happy New Year, welcome to 2021, I have to to, amen, there are some amens there, I I have to tell you, I was a little nervous on New Year's Eve, on Thursday, I was like, man, is 2020 going to take one more shot at me? I thought, man, am I going to get a flat tire on my my way home, are my neighbor's fireworks going to come flying through my bedroom window, but uh, thankfully, none of that happened, and we made it through. So uh, is everybody still holding strong on their New Year's resolutions? Oh, a lot of nervous laughter there. Maybe not. Uh, it's only January 3rd. Come on. Uh, but many of you might have done that. You might have established a goal a couple of days ago that in some way is going to better your life or uh, better the life of your family. Uh, some things that, uh, that we do at the beginning of the year. you know, And, and that's, a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of start a new rhythm, to uh, restart, reset, uh, look at some goals, and the new year affords us that opportunity. So, that's a that's a good thing to do. And over the next couple of weeks, next few weeks actually, we're going to jump back into our series on Proverbs, and we're going to look at some sins that, if we're not careful, can can jump up and catch us off guard and quickly. Uh, derail us from following God's will for our life. And sin will, quite frankly, wreak havoc on your life if you allow it to, rather than staying on the path of, of wisdom and righteousness, which is what we've been talking about as we look at Proverbs together. And I just want to say, these are not, as we kind of get into this uh, new year and, and jump back into this, these are not self-help messages, okay? You can go pick up a book at Barnes and Noble about that, but that's not what we're doing here. What we're doing is we're recognizing that sin is like a sickness that will destroy you from the inside out if left unchecked, if we just let it sit in our lives. And the reality is that sin will take you farther than you ever wanted to go. It will keep you longer than you ever intended to stay and it will cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. And so it's, it's kind of like when you, when you go to the beach as a kid and you go out and you, you're like, mom, I'm going to go play in the ocean. And so you go out and you want to you wanna go as far out as you can until you can't touch anymore. And so you're having a good time, you're, you're playing, you're jumping waves, and then you're like, man, I'm kind of hungry, I'm ready for some snacks. And you look up for, for mom's umbrella and you're like, I don't see mom's umbrella. And you're looking, like, it's way down the beach, it's way down there. Like, how did I get over here? Well, you drifted. You, di- you didn't realize it. And the same thing can happen in our lives spiritually. If we allow sin to creep into our lives and we become comfortable with it, then we can drift away from the path that God may have for us. And uh, which, is, which is why we need to be on guard. Which is why uh, when these things come knocking on our door in the form of temptation, uh, we need to be aware so that we're not sitting ducks and we're ready for battle. So before, um, I'm going to pray, but before I do that, let me give you a quick update on Davey and Denise and their little boy who's still in the womb. Uh, I think she's 41 weeks, and so uh, they, he was, Davey was actually on a schedule to preach today, and, and we switched weeks because they may be having a baby this morning. They may be having a baby right now. We don't, we don't know. I haven't heard from him. So y'all pray for them, and we'll pray for them here in just a second. Uh, but real quick, before I forget to, uh, to mention it, we have a little basket in the back, uh, just taking up some gift cards for them, for the Nance family as they welcome their first little one into the world. And so if you haven't had a chance to drop one of those off and you would like to, we'll leave it out there for one more, one more week. And so you can have an opportunity to do that next week if you haven't yet. Uh, but if you join me, let's, let's pray together this morning. Father, thank you for this opportunity we have to come here and to worship you together. And Lord, to open up your word and let it transform us into the people that you would have us to be, Lord. God, I pray that you would just fill my heart with, with your spirit as I preach this morning. Lord, just help me to communicate with, with accuracy and, and clarity, Lord. And I pray that that everyone here would just, just let your word Uh, enter their hearts and and shape their lives, Lord, and we walk out of here different than we came in, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so today we're going to focus in on laziness. Laziness, and while you might not consider laziness a sin, if we look a little closer, a life of laziness is a life that does not honor God. And Proverbs has a lot to say about this. So get ready. Proverbs has a lot to say about laziness. And as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, Davey and I switched weeks. So I don't have, he had all his slides ready and we didn't have time to switch all those over. And so if you'll just hang with me, I'm going to fire a couple of quick ones at you here right off the bat and then we'll, we'll stop and we'll look, at, uh, we'll look at some together. And I'll give you time to, to turn there with me. let's look at Proverbs 20, verse 4. Does not plow during planting season. At harvest time he looks and there's nothing. Pretty self-explanatory, right? If you don't plant. Any any, uh, farmers in here? No farmers. No farmers in Wilmington. Okay. My dad and his brothers grew up working on a farm. My grandpa was a farmer and uh, was kind of retired now, I guess. Um, I don't know if you ever retire from that, but. He kind of did, um, so they would tell you if they were here that if you don't plant during that time of year, you won't see any harvest in the fall. If you don't save, you won't have any retirement funds when you're older. If you don't get up and go to work, you you won't get paid, and then you can't go to the grocery store and buy food for you and your family. So a lot to. A lot to say there in, in chapter 20, verse 4. And then Proverbs 12, verse 27 says this. It says, a lazy hunter doesn't roast his game, but to a diligent person, his wealth is precious. Any hunters in here? Oh, yeah. There we go. I hear you, Jesse. Yeah, deer season just wrapped up last week. And uh, I hope, that I, I enjoyed being out, being out in the woods and sitting in a stand, but I hope that your season was better to mine if you hunt. Uh, my, my results were, were zero. I didn't even see a deer this season. So um, hopefully yours was better than mine. But imagine those of you who, who enjoy hunting, how many of you would go out and hunt just for the thrill of it? And then instead of, of putting of, of taking a deer and, and putting it in the back of your truck and taking it and going to cleaning it later and processing it and putting it in uh, spaghetti later in the year and, and not telling your wife that it's deer meat. I know some of you have done that. You just, you just leave it laying there in the woods where you, where you took it down. I hope none of you would do that. But that's what this proverb gives us a picture of, of, of someone who cannot finish what they start, which is a form of laziness. And here's a good one. Proverbs 22:13. The slacker says, there's a lion outside. I'll be killed in the public square. And you think about that, and it almost sounds like a, a riddle, but if you just think about that picture, the slacker says this thing. So here's a guy who makes a silly excuse not to go out and get after it, not to go out and, and get to work and go about his day because, oh, there's, there's danger out there. I'm just going to stay inside. And so he makes a silly excuse that seems reasonable to him, but to everybody looking on, they're like, oh, man, that's ridiculous. It's kind of like those of you who may have made the New Year's resolution to uh, run, go to the gym and run a certain amount of miles or a certain amount of time on the treadmill. Let me just say that I will not make a resolution this year or any in the foreseeable future that includes the word run. I don't, I don't want anything to do with it, but you might. And uh, let's say you, you, you made that resolution, but then... I hope, hopefully, this doesn't happen. But let's say with COVID stuff, craziness going on, your gym says, "Ah, right, we got to close," and then you say, "Well, I can't go to the gym, and I can't run on the treadmill, so I guess I can't run." Come on, now the sidewalk's open. You can't, you can't be like this guy in the proverb, say just making an excuse and trying to take the easy way out. And this is an interesting message to preach because. Not many of us, or most of us, don't think don't think of ourselves as lazy, because that picture we have of lazy is living in mom's basement at 35 and eating Cheetos all day and watching TV. That might be you, and I'm not trying to beat up on you, but it might be time for a change if that's you. Uh, But for most of us, we don't. That's not our day-to-day life, and so we think, "Well, I'm not lazy." Let me say this. Hey, if you're if you're watching Netflix and that screen pops up that says, "Hey, are you really still watching?" I think I'm just saying. I think that only comes up after about four hours of you staring at the TV and not moving. So each of us have room to grow here today. Each of us have something we can take away. And our main text today will be from Proverbs chapter six. If you want to turn there with me, I'll give you a second to do that. Proverbs chapter six. We're going to start in verse 6. When you're there, give me a loud amen. And there we go. Go to the ant, you slacker. Observe its ways and become wise. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in summer, it gathers its food. During harvest. So I just want to pause there. Do we all get that picture? That picture that the that the writer is is giving us here of this insect that is seemingly insignificant that you maybe even stepped on this morning on the way out of your house has more of a work ethic than a lot of people walking around today. That this ant has a diligence and a hard work and a and a understanding of like, hey, I've got to prepare during this time of the year so that I can be okay in another part of the year. Verse 9, it goes on to say, how long will you stay in bed, you slacker? You in your pajamas on a live stream, I'm talking to you this morning. We're reading the Bible to you this morning. Just kidding, just kidding. I know you love Jesus. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest. I'll admit, that was, that was me this morning. My wife's like, hey, you got to get up and preach. I'm like, I just, I'm going to lay here five more minutes. And your poverty will come like a robbery, your need like a bandit. So I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. That might sting for a little bit of us. But there are two points that I want to share with you this morning. The first one is this. I want you to write it down if you've got a pen. The path of the slacker is the easy road. It's not the fulfilling or fruitful route, but it's the easy way out. Think about it. It's, not, it's easier not to work hard. It's easier just to go in and, and punch the clock and do what you got to do get paid but not really even actually do anything and then punch the clock again and then go home and, and do it again tomorrow. That's the easy thing to do. It's easier, dads, when when you get home from work to hop in the Lazy Boy, grab your remote and watch football for the rest of the afternoon and just check out. That's the easy thing to do. The the harder thing to do, the thing that takes more effort and energy is to get on the floor and play with your kids after you've been working all day, to help out with dinner after you've been working all day. Uh, Let's talk about, like, relationships because we can be uh, lazy relationally sometimes. In the home, it's easier to be lazy relationally and say, well, hey, we're just, you know, dinner's on the counter, you go, you know, everybody goes back to their rooms or watch TV or whatever. It's, that's the easy, convenient thing to do while the work of being intentional and relational and making it a priority to sit around the table and really talk is often not as convenient. How about this one? It's easy to talk about something and never actually do it. And I'm gonna get some people in trouble this morning. Proverbs 14:23 says, there is, profit, "There is profit in all hard work, but endless talk leads only to poverty." So, wives, go ahead and nudge your husbands about that thing that they keep saying they're gonna do, and they haven't. They're not doing it, and they say, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get around to it." And and turn to them now and say. Hey, preacher said, more more action and less talk. You're welcome. You're welcome, ladies. Here's the bottom line. Hard work, whether it's physically, spiritually, or emotionally, it does take effort. It does take time. It does take intentionality. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And here's the second insight. I want you to write this down. Your work ethic can and should point others to Jesus and bring glory to him. Let's go back to the very beginning for a moment. I mean like the very beginning. As God brought the universe into existence, he rested from his work on the seventh day. And we know that that it was work because the Bible tells us that on the seventh day in the garden. Keep in mind this is before the fall. Because before things got messed up, he gave him work to do. It's a good thing. God has created the world to function in a certain way, and his word, especially what what we're reading and studying in Proverbs shows us that from cover to cover. You know, I find it fascinating that in the gospel accounts of, of Mark and Matthew, they both key in on the fact that Jesus was the son of a carpenter. And that Jewish tradition would, would say that the fathers would teach their trade to their sons. So we get a glimpse here that, that Jesus very possibly worked a trade during his life on earth before beginning his public ministry. And we don't always like to bring this topic up too much in church hard work, work hard. And it's for good reason. And here's, here's the reason. Because we don't want to confuse people or, or into thinking that you've got to work hard in order to earn God's favor. That you've got to work hard to earn your salvation. Because that's not the case. That is not what the Bible teaches. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, not by works you've done nothing to earn this. It's what Ephesians 2.8 tells us. And so salvation and, and a relationship with God is a gift. It's not something you earn. It's not something you try and toil your whole life for. It's something that God has given us because Jesus has done the work. Has Jesus lived the life you couldn't live and then he did the work on the cross to pay for your sins so that you could have a relationship with God. So I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying this morning. I, I don't want you to hear that. That uh, hard work equals, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how your life changes because you follow Jesus. Because you follow Jesus, you live a certain way. You're, there's, there's certain attributes that you embody as a follower of Christ. I love Colossians 3.23 which says this, whatever you do, turn to your neighbor and say, whatever you do, do it from the heart As something done for the Lord and not for people. If you call yourself a Christian, you don't just represent you. You represent him. You are an ambassador for Christ. So live in such a way. Live in a way that you represent him well. My first job out of college involved cleaning a lot of toilets every day. And that's not what I majored in, by the way. But that was my first, I was a, a certified pool operator. So I had a route of pools I would maintain the chemistry and the cleanliness of. My wife so jokingly and endearingly would call me a pool boy. But I like to think of myself as a certified pool operator at that time. Okay, and part of that job was, was cleaning toilets um, at all of my stops and making sure that part of the job was done. And uh, there's, there's two ways I could have looked at it. I could have looked at it like, like a slacker, could have gave a half-hearted effort, could have gave it minimal effort. or number two, which is what I chose, I could clean that toilet and do that job for the glory of God, and do the very best and give 100 percent, no matter what I was doing. And it's kind of a, a lifestyle that I, I, I adopted as, as a follower of Jesus. And here's how it should be. Here's how it should be, guys. The bosses and managers around town should be calling the pastors and saying, hey, can we have some more of your guys, some more of your people, some more of your men and women? Like, they, these Christians, man, they, they show up on time, they work hard, and they have a great attitude. Can you send some more people our way? That's the way it should be. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Give 100%. Because everything is fun and exciting. and sometimes even easy when you start out, when you're starting out. Think about it. Mom, Dad, I made the team. Ooh, you made the team. Great. A couple weeks later, you're like, man, ooh, these sprints are hard. Yeah, this is not so easy. Or, hey, hey, guys, thanks for praying for me. I got the job. I got the job I was looking for. Great, man, that's awesome. A couple weeks later man, I wish these customers would be a little nicer on the phone. This is exhausting all day, you know. So uh, there's, there's things in, in life that it, it would kind of, it's the grind, the, the day-to-day is, is not so easy. Your family throws you a baby shower and, and everybody's giving you gifts and everybody's excited and happy and then, then all the millions of diapers come a few months later. All the millions of diapers and the, and the sleepless nights and things like that. Or here, I'll give you a couple more. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read through the Bible this year. I got a Bible reading plan. I'm going to read through the Bible. And, and you start out strong. A month or two goes by and you're like, oh, man, I'm, a, I'm like a week behind. Maybe I should just give up and start again next year. Or you want to get in, in physically good shape, which is not a bad thing. The way I look at it, the, the better shape you're in, the, the longer you're going to be around, the more uh, work you can do for the Lord, Right more gospel work you can do. So, hey, being in being physical good shape is, is, is not a bad thing, not a bad goal. And um, let's, let's say that's, that's what you set out to do. You're like going to the gym, you're working out, and you're like, man, I'm a little sore. I, maybe I ought to take the day off tomorrow. Maybe I ought to relax a little bit. And, and here's where we've got to dig in. Because the temptation comes to get lazy to get complacent, to be a slacker, to be a sluggard. And, and we're just tempted to just put it on cruise control and just take a break. And the devil will come in and will try to make you doubt and he'll say, hey, uh, Greg, why do, you, why do you work so hard? Maybe you should just blend in. Look around. Your, your coworkers, they're not, they're not giving all that effort. Maybe you should just kind of be more like them. Or, hey, Jenny, uh, what you're doing, it really doesn't even matter. So we can't listen to those lies because in the everyday, what, what we might call mundane tasks, we're doing it as something done for the Lord. So turn that project in a day early. Take out the trash. Go the extra mile. Change those diapers knowing that you are living to glorify God and that your work is worthy work, no matter what you do. And so we've, we've looked at a, a kind of a broad spectrum this morning of, of areas that, that we can be tempted and we have the potential to be lazy and to choose laziness. But as we close today, I want to pose this question to you. What is your game plan this year to be spiritually sharpened? Are you going to be intentional about it? And what are you going to do when practicing spiritual disciplines is not so easy and you feel like giving up and you feel like putting it on cruise control? So I want to ask the band to come on and make their way Back up, and as a point of application, I want to give you a couple of couple of things that hopefully will be helpful to you as you leave here today. I, I want to share with you that uh, if if you get our emails, we sent out a uh, Bible reading plan last week, and so some of you might have gotten that. So going through uh, the entire year, 260 days is what it's made up of. want you we say, "Well, what's what's," uh, What's the deal with 260? Why not 365? Well, here's the thing. You get the weekends off. Why do you get the weekends off? Because a lot of times, you'll have a busy Thursday or a busy Monday, and you need that weekend to kind of catch up and stay on track, and that way you don't feel like you're always behind if you miss a day. So 260 days, Bible reading plan, and uh, we want to, you know, make that available to you. So if if you don't have access to it already, like I said, it was sent out. We sent it out this week. This past week, and if you don't get our emails, I'm going to tell you how to, how to do that. It's real easy. It's really easy. Go to collegeacres.org, scroll to the bottom of the page, punch in your name and email, and you'll get our email. Spam folder. Sometimes it goes to spam folder. Uh, but that's how you can get And we'll send it out again this week. So if you don't have that, that's how you can get your hands on it. And uh, if you, you know, many of you uh, last year uh, got with, two, three, four other men, two, three, four other women and, and, and got in a discipleship group. So look, hey, I realize that I have the potential to get lazy. I have the potential to quit. I have the potential to get up, uh, give up. And so I'm going to surround myself with some people who are going to hold me accountable, who are going to encourage me, and I can meet with them each week and we can talk about what, uh, what God has been teaching us. In his word and so I want to encourage you to do that and if that's if you're interested in in starting uh, one of those groups we've got some resources and things we want to um, equip you with to, to be able to do that and so I want to encourage you in that way so uh, let this be the year church that we that we grow in Christ more than ever before no no laziness no excuses just eyes on the prize moving forward so let's pray together Father, thank you for this message today that you show us in your word, Lord. Uh, we know it's not in there by the world to work in a certain way. Uh, be diligent, Lord, that we're called to uh, work hard and, and uh, do the, the task that you've uh, set before us, Lord, to nations, um, Lord, in our, and in our day-to-day lives to, to provide for our families and, and take care of things, Lord, through the work that you've given us an opportunity to, uh, to do, Lord, and so we pray that as we walk out of here and we start this new year, Lord, that we would glorify you in the way that we are intentional and the way that we are purposeful about our days, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.